Hello there and welcome to this Human Life Podcast. My name is Melissa Sanova and we are embarking on the next project which is the series of design fables that we are writing and sharing over in this human community and the whole point is to use story as a really powerful way of sharing experience and insight and tips and tricks for those of you who are interested in deepening your practice in human-centered design And the format is very similar to most of the episodes in this Human Life podcast where I will read you something and then we'll have a bit of a chat about it. So this design fable is called The Designer Who Persevered. And I'm just going to jump straight in. Here we go. Because there are humans inside the organization too. Remy was at it again. No matter how many times she needed to have this conversation, she was going to have it. There was no greater irony than convincing a charity that provided aid to poor areas of Panmia that people were important. It's why we exist, to care about people, to help people, to understand people. That's why we need to consider the needs of people when we make decisions about our programs, said Remy. She was having another what everyone in her organisation referred to as a robust discussion with the program office. They had a tendency to project manage, which she acknowledged was their job, but tended to forget about the human happenings within the project. Remy's challenge was the timelines. The program office was putting pressure on Remy to deploy a solution for a new region they were trying to support. Remy wanted to meet the people from the region and hear their challenges from them directly. She also needed to speak with the people on the front line who would need to deliver the program to this new region. I get why you might want to speak with the people from Greenleaf, though we already know what program to deliver. But why do you want to speak with our delivery staff? They know what they're doing. We just need to get on it and deliver ASAP. Franco was frustrated. If we spoke to everyone about everything, we would never deliver anything. I'm not suggesting we speak to everyone about everything, said Remy. I'm suggesting we speak to a few farm owners from Greenleaf because they may have concerns we are unaware of and we need to speak with our own people to understand their perspective. We need to consider all people involved with the program. If we have a great program that's delivered really poorly, then it's a waste of everyone's time. Remy loved where she worked. Mano Omega was an incredible organisation, but she did need to have the we-need-to-consider-people conversation more often than she'd like. She found she needed to advocate for the people inside Mano Omega more so than the people of Panmia. Mano Omega had passionate, big-hearted, hard-working people that could sometimes be exploited because the work was so important to the people of Panmia. The following day, she had another meeting with Franco and two other people from her organisation, Astrid from Community Outreach and Ezra from Service Delivery. The people in Greenleaf need this support now. We need to find a way to deploy as soon as possible, said Franco. I agree, said Ezra. They were from Service Delivery and looked like they sounded, crisp and smooth. I'm not sure if people from Greenleaf have the same challenges as other communities we serve said Remy, and we don't know because we haven't reached out to them. 
She turned to Ezra. We also don't know how the people in your team feel about delivering to this part of Panmia. What do you mean how they feel about it? It's their job. They are in service delivery. They deliver services, said Ezra, a little perplexed. What did you have in mind, said Astrid. Remy felt like she finally had an opening. It doesn't need to be a full campaign or anything. I feel we should challenge some assumptions we have of this community and the readiness of our service delivery teams. If we don't validate our thinking, we could deliver the wrong program poorly and have no positive impact or even worse. I'm hoping to avoid that scenario by taking a little time now. Remy was always reminding her colleagues that they needed to consider people inside and outside Manoimiga that human-centred design applied to the experience of delivering a program as well as the experience of receiving it. In the current conversation, both of these scenarios was absent. She kept reminding herself that no matter how many times she felt like she'd had this conversation, she never could know the potential impact of the next conversation. You never know who's going to be in the room, she'd say to herself like a mantra. It could be the first follower like the one off the TED Talk, and then everyone would understand why we needed to ask these questions and I could move on talking incessantly about something else. Remy got what she asked for and was able to spend a little time challenging some assumptions. The team had already made. Remy got what she asked for and was able to spend a little time challenging some assumptions the team had already made. A few months later, Remy was in another meeting about another community in need. Franco was there. He opened with, It's really important we speak with people who will be delivering the services as well as those receiving it. Remy smiled. So at the end of a a fable, there's a moral or a maxim and uh, we have totally underestimated how difficult it is to come up with one of those. So we uh, have one. And what it is, is you never know which conversation will tip the balance. We do acknowledge that it needs a little bit of work, but the essence there is to keep having the conversations, no matter how many times you feel like you have been that person in the room saying the same things over and over again. You never know who's going to be in the room and who's going to be that first follower, which is a very, very smooth segue into the portion of the podcast where I sort of talk to aspects of the story and um, break it down a little bit in terms of, you know, the, the things to contemplate and reflect on. And the, you know, the, the first one is about this notion that you never know who's listening. So persevere. When you are the person in the organization who is advocating for people, and that doesn't necessarily mean that you are, you know, the human-centered designer in the room, you could just be someone who naturally thinks that way. You know, you're often concerned about the impact of decisions on people. You could be the CEO and be thinking that way. But when you are that person, it can sometimes feel a little bit relentless that you are the person who always needs to bring that human perspective to the table. And it's easy to decide that you're just not going to be that person anymore because 
you know, most of the time it's obviously received with interest and intrigue and sometimes it's received with eye rolls and, you know, much like the other fable that we had, it can be met with resistance. So it's not always fun to be the person in the room, but it's really, really important that you commit to being that person in the room (laughs) because you really don't know who's going to be in the room and what impact you might have on that person. And it is really common that especially when we're working in a large organization that the human element just gets forgotten and we start focusing on the technology or the process or the strategy or the money or whatever and we forget that the people who are delivering the digital transformation are humans too and the person who's dealing with the email migration is a human being and the people who are on the phones on the front line delivering the services for the organizations are also humans and they need to be designed for as well you know it took a long time for organizations to understand that customers were important (laughs) and now we kind of giggle at that like I just did perhaps Um, and that you know customer centricity uh, citizen centricity you know patient centricity now is all understood to be valuable and important and increasingly we also need to remember that the employee experience designing for people within your organization is equally as important. You might have beautiful products and services that you're delivering to your customers, but if you're treating your staff poorly, then the delivery of those services is compromised. And so then is the customer experience. And this is where the, the it's almost like a mantra now that I Um, I'm often caught saying, which is what's inside manifests outside. I think this is true for, you know, people at the individual level. And I also think it's true for organizations. So that's something to think about. One of the things we talk a lot about in the practice of human-centered design at Huddle and also in the book, This Human, is the, the notion of grit. So when someone is faced with a constant resistance or being in the position where they need to be advocating for the same thing over and over again, it can be quite, it can wear you down and it can be uh, quite challenging to maintain the same level of enthusiasm and passion and advocacy for something that you're constantly getting pushback on. And I often see this as an opportunity to practice your resilience, you know, really build that, that grit that it takes to see things through to to the end to you know make the change that we we want to see in the world anything worth anything is not necessarily easy to achieve so it really does take this inner strength this will this self-authority to keep showing up and keep having the conversation and in the book I talk about grit as a combination of resilience and determination and humility persistence obviously and just a really great attitude and so when you're in a situation like Remy was with Franco in the story that we just um, told where she's um, facing resistance and challenge and he's trying to understand why she needs to talk to these people why can't they just get on and deliver you know the community needs the programs as soon as possible and he needs to make sure that the programs get delivered in the in the way and the time frame that that has been requested of him to manage and those sorts of conversations are beautiful opportunities for you to you know practice being resilient practice being persistent and to do so in a way that has grace 
and patience and humility and you know to do it in a way that doesn't make anyone wrong that doesn't assume that you're right and the way that you do that is you focus on the outcomes that you're actually all in the room working towards which often is a human outcome whether they're outcomes for people within the organization or outcomes for people outside the organization and that's really really it's an art in my view that it takes practice and it takes commitment and it also takes a little bit of distance the distance between who you are as a person and what it is that you're talking about and what it is that you're saying so those two points around what it takes to be the person who perseveres and doesn't give up and the second point which is that organizations tend to forget that they're made of people and they focus on the people outside of the organization and spend a lot of time wanting to understand them and design for them but then perhaps forget about designing for the other side you know anecdotally when we started huddle in 2009 may have been 2010 that we created this but we created this little visual communication tool called the flipperoo <laughs> and on one side it had the customer's world and on the other side it had the organization's world and we would use it to be able to describe you know human-centered design and and how it worked and which world it was anchored in but the reason why we flipped it was we were trying to communicate that if you didn't design for both sides of the flipperoo you were only doing half of the job and that's why it's really important to not only be spending time to understand the needs, desires, aspirations for the people that you're ultimately in service of, but also to do the same for the people who are responsible for delivering the service and to make sure that you're considering both in the equation. So as always, thank you for listening. That's design fable number two down. We don't know how many of these we're going to create, but... They've been fun so far. We'll see how fably they get over time. Um, eventually, hopefully, they'll be in fantastical worlds with animals talking and they might be really entertaining to collect and, and share and, and dissect. The thinking is that these design fables will become what case studies are to you know business students and, and law students. So anyway, thanks again for listening. And if you want to become a um, part of this human community head over to mighty networks the link is in the show notes head over to thishuman.com if you want to check out all the free stuff relating to this human there's a course on beliefs over there too that you can do and if you're interested in uh, exploring working with me one-on-one you can check that out over at melissasanova.com okay that's it from me i'll be with you next week talk soon bye